would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you join us with myself, my co-host here. We're both financial advisors. Certified financial planner, charter financial consultant, helping people plan for their future, make the most of their finances, have some financial independence in their lives, get to a point so it works an option, not an obligation. What else? What else do have we great, do? <laughs> what else can we do for people that listen to our show? I want you to have wonderful, great joy, <laughs> right. love in your relationships, <laughs> forgiveness. If you, if you listen to our show, you were going on like an infomercial. <laughs> it was pretty huh? funny. It sounded almost like an infomercial. If you listen to the show, these are all the benefits that you will receive. <laughs> well, if they act now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, that's funny. But we're a financial talk show. We talk about money. Um, we talk about how money affects your life. We talk about financial planning, taxes, investments, estate planning, um, you know, 401ks, IRAs, debt forgiveness, all of those things. So. Yeah. And before we get into calls, which would love to take your call, by the way, if you, if you, if you've heard of their calls and think, hmm, I've got a question these guys to answer, or you want a second opinion, maybe someone's recommending something, or maybe you and your spouse are talking about something, and you're like, maybe you don't have quite full agreement, you want another opinion, would love to take your call. And the nice thing about the way we structure things now is you don't have to call and wait on hold for 45 minutes and then ha not have your call answered. Uh, you call the number, we schedule a time when it's convenient for everybody to, to have you on. And 833 99 worth is the number to be part of the program 833-99 worth and we'll get you on and we'll take calls here in just a moment but before we do i want to talk a bit about the housing market because there's some interesting dynamics going on that we haven't seen in other periods of time um a couple of things one prices are high still high mm -hmm. they slipped barely slipped lately year over year little little Still, for most markets, and you're some, you, we're seeing homes on the market longer. You're seeing some price reductions, but price reductions relative to what? Yeah, right? it, 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 <laughs> I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day. I'm like, I would have expected, with these rising interest rates, a much bigger decline in home prices. But we have not seen that yet. We haven't seen it yet, but will we? Well, one interesting thing, interesting dynamic that we've got at play right now interest rates are roughly double what they were a year ago so interest rates now are over six percent for a 30-year mortgage mm -hmm. so you're sitting on a house let's say you live in california and you're thinking about moving to texas like we read about every day right okay uh your house you have a mortgage on it of two and three quarter percent. You owe $600,000 on it still. And you're thinking, well, we can move, but now we have to get a new mortgage at 6%. Or maybe you're thinking about moving to a, even a different house in your community, buying a slightly larger house. I mean, 
There's a lot of people now that when they start running the numbers, what a new mortgage is going to cost them compared to the mortgage they've got now, they can't buy nearly the house that they used to want. Correct. So they're not moving as much. So they're they're what what the, what will be interesting to see is what this what impact this actually has on supply. That's exactly. And I said when I was discussing it with my friend, I said, you know what we're going to end up seeing? I said, you're going to see people that would have moved two years ago or three years ago remodel their homes and add on because it won't touch the first mortgage. The first mortgage will be set. Um, and therefore, you're likely to want to keep that mortgage and you'll add a second mortgage onto the house in order to do an improvement at a higher interest rate rather than reset the whole thing, assuming you're in the neighborhood you want. So the question is, is it going to, and you'd expect as you would, the home builders are slowing down significantly uh, in terms of new starts on oh, housing, yeah. which will affect the supply as well, right? Because they don't want to be left out there exposed. And the way I was reading an article about one of the publicly traded home builders the other day, the way they buy land is they typically will use options. So there's a, someone, a developer, they, they usually these big companies don't develop their own property. When I say develop and getting the zoning, putting the, that's a local it's yeah. hard for it's that is a that is a local. They business. usually rely upon these smaller these smaller developers and the different communities that spend ye- they buy big piece of raw land. They spend years with the city, county, etc., getting approvals to rezone it all for uh, residential. Then these typically trade come the big home builders. They won't necessarily buy the land outright until they're ready to to dig immediately. Instead, they'll use options. They'll okay, we'll write you a check for whatever it is. To, to give us the option to buy it within the next year or two years, et cetera. And so, so a lot of these big developers are now walking away. They're not, they're letting their option expire. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I wrote you this check for a million bucks. Uh, we're choosing, we're not going to buy the land. After yeah. All. And then the developers like, okay, well I'll just sit till the next cycle. So again, less supply. Yes. So the question is, will there be, um, I would expect that home prices will drop um, just because of uh, death, divorce, um, what? job movement. Home prices, well, as more inventory comes onto the market, it won't be people. It, there'll be less people uh, uh, selling their homes voluntarily and more people because they have to. Than there has historically, so there'll yeah. be less supply and I on the can't, market. I mean, I can't predict home prices any more than I can predict stock prices. I would expect that home prices would drop. Somewhere. I would have expected they would have declined by no, now. No, this you're year. A good point. <laughs> I mean, right? Good point. It's good point. Good point. Nor would have I expected them to rise as far as they had. That good point as well. But I had talked. I was talking to somebody who was. Um, he was talking about the price reductions on new homes. These new home builders. Uh, are, they're having pretty significant price reductions. Well, and they're having people walk away from deposits. Yeah, so they're renegotiating their own uh, their own deals. Yeah, people put a fifty thousand dollar deposit on the house, but the house has dropped in value by a hundred grand, or or they'll throw in a lot more credit. They'll throw in a lot more goodies rather than reduce the price. The, the let's carpet. say the home's seven hundred thousand. They'll throw in a, yeah upgrades to the yeah, carpet. I'll give you some that gold gold. You know, the gold fixtures. When I bought, first bought my house, the guy's like, would you like the gold fixtures? You know what? I don't think it's the gold fixtures are in, fixtures are in style right now. No, I know. <laughs> to let you know. Nor is this shirt. 
<laughs> but I'm okay with it. Isn't it funny how there's trends in, in I know. home decor? I just wait through them. That's what I do. It's eventually going to come back? I just hold on. I, my skinny ties, they're back. <laughs> they are back. I just had to wait through. As Look, I watched my 15-year-old daughter trying a new pair of pants, just, hey, Dad, you like his pants? High-waisted and flared at the bottom. That's right. Just like the you just 70s. Got, that's, I still have my members-only jacket. In fact, I may be the last <laughs> member. <laughs> nice. All right, let's let's uh, let's take some calls here. 833-99-WORTH. It's not a fashion show, by the way. My daughter's been trying to get me out to Lululemon. We went on vacation earlier in the summer, and my daughter's like, Dad? You know you look almost homeless. And I'm like, I don't care. I just don't care. And she's like, can we at least bring you to like Lululemon and just I'll bring you shopping. You pay for it, obviously, but I'll, I'll, I want to pick out some clothes. And I said, where is it? She said, well, it's about, you know. I just go online. She said the first time you buy the, a brand of clothing, you've got to try it on. Viore. Have you tried any Viore? The oh, best we're... active clothing on the market. All right. Well, okay. They're just placing let's... Lulu in my, my let's opinion. Let's just go to the calls. <laughs> I don't even know. I have no well, idea what you're talking about. Viore. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. I run a lot, and um, I, I started running these running shorts about four years, five years Viore? ago. Viore? Yeah, V-U-O-R-U. I'm sure your daughter knows of them. Okay. Um, well, I look okay? That's all I run in anymore. Well, I look okay? Mm. <laughs> okay, you don't look good now. Let's go to the calls. We're uh, joining Sarah in Mississippi. Sarah, thanks for joining All Worst Money Matters. Thank you. Thank you. What can we do for uh, you? You talked about the prices of houses going down. We now have an empty nest or up. In house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the price of wood is going down because dramatically. One of the number one. Yeah, dramatically. Um, we live in a house that's got almost 3,000 square feet, and since it's an empty nest, we want to maybe cut it in half and build an age-in-place house. Okay. This house is – our house is paid for, mm -hmm. uh, but, but we don't want to move twice. We don't want to sell it, rent, and then build a house. We'd like to build a house and then just move right in. How much is your house worth? Well, we paid 175 for it in 2000. What do you think it's worth and today? Well, we spoke to a real estate agent, and he thinks that we would get that much for it. Um, you know, it just remains to be seen what wait, somebody wait, would be willing. You spent. You're in Mississippi. You yes, spent sir. 175,000 in the year 2000. Yes, sir. And the house has not. 2010. I'm sorry. 2010. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. My husband is a great editor. He figured out I said something wrong. Okay. So 2000, and it hasn't appreciated since 2010. Well, when I look online, you know, I get such a big range of price values. You know, Zulu and all those places. But you talked to a realtor uh, and he thought you would get about 175 for him. Correct. Or maybe some more. Okay. And what's a, what would a new house cost you with the land and everything? Well, we've already bought the land. Okay. And, uh, How much did the land cost? Oh, way too much because it was right where we wanted it, and the guy knew that it was right where we wanted okay. it. Okay. Because it's adjoining some other property we own. 
And did you pay um, cash for the land? Yes. Okay. How much will it cost you so, to build the house on this particular piece of land? Well, we don't want to spend more than we are selling this house for. Uh, and we want to build a passive aging in place house. Okay. So you think for 175 grand you can be able to do that? I hope so. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, but you don't want to move into a rental for a year or what so. What do you have in as far as savings and retirement accounts that sort of thing? Well, we have uh in the IRAs we've got over 300,000 and then other investments it's almost 600,000. And so we could What are your other investments with 600,000? What are other Is that a brokerage account or something you have with mutual funds, stocks, that sort of thing? Yes. Yes. A brokerage account? Yeah, it's is it like a account stock account. Charles Schwab or one of those Fidelity people? or something. Right. Okay. You know, um and what are you living on in terms of income? Well, we the monthly income is under 5 or around 5,000. And are you living comfortably on that? Yes. You know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to tell you, you really should move into a rental for a year. What about just having a loan on their $600,000 portfolio? It's You worry about the, the, the drop in value of the property that you're sitting on in that period that the home is being built. You did the same thing, Scott. I did, the, I did do the same thing. I remember. 20 years ago when we built our house. You, you sold your you house. You know why? I tell you, the reason... <laughs> The first house my wife and I owned, we bought in 1992 when we were right when we were married. We sold it three years later, and we bought it for less than the original owner had paid for it. We sold it three years later for less than we paid for it, and we had to carry a second for a period of time to make because nothing was selling. So our first experience with home ownership was a was a net loss. Now we bought it, we we sold it because we moved up and got a screaming deal on the house that we bought. Uh, but we built a house 20 years ago, and you're exactly right, Pat. We sold that house and moved into a rental for six months. Um, in or, in, in park, it's like I didn't know where the market was going, you, and I know it. You didn't want you didn't want yeah. to put yourself at risk. So, so the, Pat's concern, Sarah, like we know you, you can sell the house today. Things are slowing, but what happens if you guys start building this home, and the real estate market really takes a sideways turn? Because we wouldn't recommend you buying real estate unless you had five or plus more years to, to own it. So the challenge of saying we're going to hold it for a period of time. Yeah. I, well, let's just all say, let's say that all of a sudden your home drops in value. To 140. And you, the, or there's no buyers. And the, and the cost of construction goes up and then you're in the, the tight. So my recommendation, if you don't do that, you could borrow against your brokerage account. You can take up typically up. I'm guessing you get three hundred thousand dollars out of that easily. You don't need that much. But you don't need that much. But my first thing would be to encourage you to actually. Um, I'm agreeing with Pat. Is to to move into a rental for a year and suck it up. And if not, then borrow some money out of that brokerage. And I got to tell you, one of the benefits it gives you two opportunities to purge. And if you've been in that house for a long time, <laughs> that can be a benefit to you. So I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, Sarah. But I think we gave you the answer what you could do and what we'd recommend you do. Let's uh, move to Florida. We're talking with Ray. Ray, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, um, uh, guys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Um, hey, I love the show. Uh, love the banner. Um, and thrilled to be able to talk to you. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm 58. Uh, my wife is 56. Um, we've been kind of uh, do-it-yourselfers, uh, listening to podcasts, yours, others, reading and things. And I hear a lot of people say, 
and even on your show, often to think about a financial advisor. Um, and, and many want 1%. Um, I, I think for now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not in a position for those. Uh, for one reason, most of my money is in a 401k um, and with limited options. But um, a lot of other um, financial advisors suggest that they'll do a financial plan for me or us. And, and I don't really know what that is and what it would do for me. Um, uh, you know, do I need one each year? How, how, what, 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 is, what, what do you get in a financial plan from that, a good advisor? That is, um, so that is a great, great question. So, you know, before we answer that, uh, we've both been doing this more than 30 years, right, as financial advisors. And I often state to the organization that we've got, we've got 350 employees or whatever, I say one of the greatest values that we provide, I've discovered personally, maybe I say that some of the greatest value that I've provided over the years is keeping people from making mistakes from which they cannot recover. <laughs> so it, uh, so there's two elements to this, really. It's the planning and then it's the ongoing guidance. But uh, and including, not everyone in, needs it. Including in that is investment management and yes. the ongoing guidance. Not everyone, not everyone necessarily needs that. but yeah, And we do, we do both. Right. So our firm does. If someone comes in and says, I have this situation, can you analyze this for it and give us an answer? We'll say yes. And this is, and we'll quote you a price. And then that's what we charge you. And then oftentimes people will come in and do that. And then, like, okay, I'm going to retire in XYZ years. And then will you manage the money? And then we quote a price for that. So we do both. Oftentimes when we manage people's money, we throw the financial planning in as just part of the and overall what, cost. what is it you feel you're lacking? Uh, you know, that's a good um, thing. Um, I, I'm not sure of anything at the moment, but I, I do realize that I'm not an expert. Uh, and, and um, you know, I learn something like every two weeks on your show. Um, uh, so that's part of it, you know, just, just a second set of eyes. Okay. But also, as I cognitively decline, or something happens to me, someone that my wife could talk to, yep. who's she's much <laughs> less interested in this stuff. That is, um, that is. We had this discussion last week. Yeah, yeah. There, the, it, it internally, is, it is not unusual for someone to interact with our firm on a financial planning basis for years and years, and then That's say, right. "Here, manage all our money." Because one, I'm tired of managing, or two, I've got some sort of cognitive impairment, or number three, I, I, I'm more likely to, to you know, the way it, it used to be, it's less so today, is the man managed the money, but it's less so today. So here's what I think you should do, though. Is why well, do you ask the question, what do you get from a financial plan? Okay. You're, so, you're going to respond, so why don't you talk to a few financial advisors? Why, and don't, see what they... why don't you talk to a couple financial advisors and see what they say? So what they're going to do is they're going to actually, if you, I assume that you've done it yourself. Have you done some financial planning yourself with some financial planning software? Yeah, I've been using um, On Trajectory. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Um, this guy Tyson something does, has done it. You you can put in your your what your spend is, what your assets are, what your income is, and you know it kind of gives you this trajectory of where you go, and you can move the where you're going to um, retire, you know, the number of the year. And, you know, it typically goes up, up, up until then. And then, it, you know, you want like a, a, a slower glide path um, uh, off after and that. And how, how are your investments managed? Go, just ballpark. Uh, 
Yeah. Are you an um, index guy? Do you pick individual securities? In, index with like 90%. Um, okay. uh, we've got a couple of stocks, so companies we really like that maybe comes okay. to another 10%. And uh, what's your allocation in stock to bond right now? Uh, probably 70 stock and then 30. My 401k has this stable value funds, which I'm not sure it's a, a bond fund necessarily, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but it's, I, I don't know. I, I, they say it should should pay us like four percent a year or something like that. I think it does something with insurance companies or something. So it's no, not one hundred percent. Based on what you've said thus far, my like have I don't know if on trajectory encompasses tax, but it, I would think that the biggest value for yourself going over the next decade is going. It's going to be managing your tax situation along with your other assets and your income. So what is your income today? Uh, combined with my wife, around two hundred. Yeah, so there's no Roth. And how much? Right how now. much money do you have out saved and invested outside of retirement accounts? Uh, maybe a half a million, four or five hundred thousand. And what are you doing as far as uh, tax loss harvesting or any of that stuff? Uh, nothing. I haven't really lost any. Um, I've been lucky. Um, besides the IRAs. You know, the 401k, I haven't really lost. Are you reinvesting uh, dividends? Uh, yes. Okay, well, you've lost money. You just didn't know it. Ah. Because <laughs> when you pay a dividend out, you turn around and reinvest it, oh, saving yeah. the same mutual fund. You have you bought it, and, and that has dropped over I mean, the so the, A financial plan, I don't know if just a static fee for plan is going to do much different than what he's doing today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I wouldn't worry about it. I, I, there may be some holes I'm not seeing. I look. I, I think actually go talk to, or just set up some Zoom calls with some financial advisors. Here's my situation. What would you do differently? And, and if they say nothing, you're pretty good. Then say all right, check, move on. And should I, I should I get someone on a retainer though, just to um, be a, you know and pay them a certain amount of money, just to be aware of roughly what if what you we're were doing? 78, I'd say yes. Okay. But there isn't – look, there's not – there isn't a ton that you could do with what your situation yeah. is right now. There's not – there's, there's no what you just conversions. And there's some well, advice that you're doing a better job than a lot of financial advisors yeah. would do. But there's nothing – what are we going to do? Put more money in your 401k. I assume you're doing a backdoor Roth, right? You're doing – Maximizing all these things. You're doing non-qualified contributions to Roth and converting it into an IRA and then converting it to a Roth IRA. I assume you're doing that. Yeah, I, I maxed out the I bonds for the last. Yeah, years, okay, you know, all right. The 401k. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah, all the stuff you guys tell talk there about. There you go. <laughs> all right, you're good. How many hours a week do you? In all seriousness, how many hours a week do you uh, spend studying um, financial issues? Uh, you know, I, I commute like 20 minutes each day to work, uh, so that that's about it. Okay. Okay. And maybe reading, you know, 30 minutes okay. twice a week. So 100, uh, when you just add up there, it's 130 minutes, two hours a week. Um, uh, there's not, there's, if you came into my office and I asked all the questions, she's like, there's not a lot to do right now. There's not a lot of moving parts because your income is consistent. You know, suddenly no you, if, if you were suddenly disabled and said, I'm forced to retire tomorrow, then, you'd then have, there's some kind of planning opportunity. But there's nothing really now here that you could do. The one thing I would like you to do, you you did mention that you listen to our podcast. If you would be so kind as to give us a review, that would be nice. 
Because I'm you trying. Know, to... I haven't done that yet. I will. I'll okay, because I'm with some friends. <laughs> Look, at, I'm yeah. trying to make a living here too. <laughs> okay. You guys don't have ads, though. How are you gonna? Huh? I know, but so what? What happens? We're hoping to make it big as an influencer someday, <laughs> right? We're just gonna pop out. One day yeah. be, be a big influence. Yeah. We need to start being on TikTok. Uh, yeah, we can take like a financial TikTok. Yeah, we're missing that. <laughs> we can do a math. Short reels. <laughs> Instagram, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Uh, no need for an advisor at this point yeah, in time. Yeah, and seriously, unless you have some health issues you're facing today, assuming you don't, like, I, and maybe maybe six months before you retire. Okay, that, that's good. That yeah. would make sense. Because it sounds like you're doing all... I don't know what you'd be doing differently, unless there's something weird that you haven't told us about, but I kind of yeah, doubt it. Yeah, and I assume you have a living trust in place or a will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, you're like... By the way, <laughs> all right. if you want a job as a financial advisor when you retire, come call us. He'd <laughs> right. actually be a good one. I know it would be, because he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, and if you don't use an advisor, and you don't, like... That's the kind of person... Who doesn't need an advisor? Maybe what five percent of the population fits that? Yes, maybe less. Probably. Yeah, yeah. He knew what the if allegation you're a was. If you're doing you better be a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, he knew what the allegation was. He, 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 yeah, everything it was like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are you asking that's me? That's why for? we. That's why we quit asking questions. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I can assume you're doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like even the back door Roth. Yeah, I'm doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like come on. What do you think? I'm a moron? <laughs> right. We're taking a quick break. Stick around for more Allworth's Money Matters. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Matt McLean. Hey, before we get back into this, just uh, want to let people know, we mentioned this last week, but also mentioned it this week, our virtual workshop on the healthcare financial factor, preparing for the transition from workplace to retirement. So you're thinking about how do I, how do I deal with my medical coverage when I'm no longer working. Most people get their medical coverage through their employer. What happens if you want to retire? What happens if you want to do that before you're age 65? What happens when you are 65 or older? How does that work? What are the different type of options? What's the difference between a uh, Medigap plan and a Medicare Advantage plan? All those sort of things. Which, by the way, most advisors don't know, including yours truly. I mean, this stuff changes relatively quickly. Um, so it's, anyway, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a big deal for all of us that have <laughs> medical expenses. Uh, so you're, this is a great workshop. You're going to learn quite a bit. It's on October 11th, 12th, 13th, and 15th. So that's when it's airing those four times, 11th, 12th, 13th, and 15th. And you can sign up at allworthfinancial.com forward slash workshops. By the way, if you're on our website, if you do not receive our weekly newsletter, I'd highly recommend you sign up for it. Um, sometimes we just talk about financial planning-related topics, but um, this last couple of weeks has been focused on market. We're three weeks in a row. Last week was our um, interviewing with our chief in, chief investment officer. Uh, did a little video interview that you can click on. So it's a weekly newsletter, but the week before, I think, was all written piece on the financial the markets. markets. Last week, I think it was on the financial markets. So it's uh, what... Whatever we believe is the most relevant to you at the time is what we write about. And how do we know that? Because Which, technology tells us what people are reading. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but we don't have headlines like 
Want to know the best place to? Yeah. No, it's not the. So and it's free. Um, comes to your inbox. Just so like the Fed the thousand other emails that you get on a daily <laughs> basis. Except <laughs> this one's different. You I had a long flight it. a couple weeks ago. I I had fifty emails during new emails drop in during Did that you? flight. Yeah. Apparently, people think somehow I was in the service and, and served in Camp Lejeune. And, um, what? Camp Lejeune. I've been getting emails about Camp Lejeune. There's a class action suit against Camp Lejeune, and apparently What people, is Camp Lejeune? I missed out. Was, Camp Lejeune was, uh, if you were in the military, it was uh, you would go for a basic training, and they had some water issues, and people drank it and got sick, and now there's class actions, and somehow... I must be in that. They just demo. figured something happened to you. Okay, that's not. Pat wouldn't have gotten like this on his own. That's not Maybe it was in the water. <laughs> that's not nice. All right. That's uh, mean. Okay. The Fed. Let's go back to Fed for a bit okay, because um, soft landing. We we're gonna have a soft landing. I don't know. I it, <laughs> I actually at first. I mean, that seems like such a relative term. Soft landing. Soft compared to what? I mean, there's going to be breakage. There is absolutely going to be breakage in the economy. What the Fed is deliberately attempting to do is slow down the economy, make uh, make it so that there's not as much demand for goods and services. That's right. And so whatever the term, I keep reading in the press, soft landing, I'm like, what is, I mean, what, is, what does that mean? Does it mean that, Unemployment numbers don't go over 5%? Does it mean, uh, y- you know, that that there's all kinds of economic damage in certain industries? I don't know what it means. And part of the challenge is we're not going to see that. It, it's a, it's, it's, a, it, it's going to lag. Scott, but the thing that's really frustrating to me is the federal government and the Federal Reserve are – they're, they're 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 doing things that are contrary to each other. One is actually putting fire. You mean the Inflation Reduction Act? Yeah, yeah. One's putting which had nothing to do with inflation reduction. One is putting gasoline on. That's right. The fire, and the other one is spraying water on it all at the same time, simultaneously. Um, which is it's just it, yeah. anyway. But I guess that's politics. I guess so. So, so you know, the worry is, is that we're going to move interest rates so fast that they're going to overshoot, right? They're going to overshoot. And it's a moving target because we've seen oil prices come down in the last few weeks, which hasn't rippled through the economy yet, but it will. But it will. Oil prices are down dramatically, yeah. as are a lot of most commodities. Yeah, but but it hasn't rippled through to the consumer yeah, that's yet. Correct. So it might be that inflation's going to take care of itself. It might be that the feds don't need to raise rates anymore at all. We don't know, right? And so if they raise rates, right, they're going to overshoot, and then all of a sudden you're going to see businesses pull back, and then it's going to right. I mean, there's a danger of you can move from inflation to deflation in a relatively quick period yeah. of time. And that's, I guess, what soft landing is. And it, you know, I'm just glad I'm not in those meetings. You imagine? Because wow. there's a lot of guessing going on. I mean, it didn't help with the Fed reducing. We have a pandemic. 
Government shuts everything down. Fed rose, lowers the rate to nothing. Well, I mean, that's done, though. There's no sense talking about it now. Well, no, I'm what I'm saying. Well, the Fed created these. They no, create their own problems. Uh, uh, thank you. I will 100% agree on that. So but, I don't know why you have confidence that they're going to be able to solve the problems they created. Did I say confident? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you did not say confident. I said, I'm glad I'm not in the room. No. I, I would just think it's a difficult... In, it's another outside uh, factor we have no, no control over. That's right. And quite frankly, you know, we may we, we may have seen the top of the inflation. And uh, let's assume for a moment that there is no soft landing, that we end up through a pretty significant recession after this. Okay. Which there's some predicting that. That could happen. Yes. Yes. And that'll be short-lived as well. And we'll pass. And that too shall pass. And there'll be... More growth. And by the way, the, the stock market doesn't. It, the, the healthy thing about times like this, it it weeds out the companies that are bare uh, that shouldn't be out there to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it shakes out. It shakes out the garbage. And when 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 things are all go go, people waste. The companies waste money. They invest in certain areas. They don't really think that much about it because they're making all kinds of money, or they got all this free capital. Like, yeah, they get fat and happy. Company got valued at fifteen billion dollars when we went public, so who cares? And let's go have these right. great parties. We're gonna take the whole crew down to Central America <laughs> and go to some fancy resort. <laughs> right? Right? Now what happens? Like we do it all worth. No, we don't go. <laughs> we don't. I joke. In fact, we don't You know it also I think has really been interesting this year. We don't do any of the junket things. So, Pat, how many times have you heard that gold is a good hedge for inflation. Um, on commercials, I don't think I've read it anywhere. Um, well, people have told you that. Well, I've heard that, but I don't. I don't. You know. All right, well, okay. I dismiss it. Let me just go with the premise that many people <laughs> okay. have heard. That I was gold. supposed to say I've heard it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Okay. Kind of leading in on the conversation. Gold is down about 8% this year. We got inflation running 8%, and the price of gold has been going backwards. So do you think the last few years it's been a, not a good place Do you place think to it's be because it's tied to all of a sudden now it's tied to other assets? Any idea why? Is what it because hasn't... the cost of taking it out of the ground more expensive? Could that actually cause the price of gold to actually drop? Or would it drive it up? It would drive it up. One would expect. Yes. Because it would, it costs more to actually get out and refine. So therefore, it, so why did they tie this? Any idea why? What, any thesis as to why the- Well, there's all kinds of theses we can make up, but who cares? That's right. Why is crypto down? I can make, I mean, I, like if you're going to give me a, two options, I could either buy gold or buy um, crypto. Oh, I'd buy gold. gold. I'd yeah. buy, if in those are the last two options yes, on I earth. I would buy gold in a heartbeat. But it's just interesting. And I think gold went up dramatically in price um, during the late 70s, early 80s, during a really high inflationary period. And a lot of people pointed at that and say, oh, the that's why you want gold for inflationary periods. And here we're in an inflationary period. I mean, gold was over... Um, gold was uh, high earlier in the year, and then it, then it really took a, a downward trend. 
I just don't like the fact that it has no factor of production. Doesn't produce anything. Yeah. It's not leveraged to produce anything. Gold company stocks are. There's no interest paid. No. Unlike cryptocurrency. Well, those, those aren't. They're at, someone keeps asking me to be on their podcast and uh, about crypto. And I'm like, he sent me two emails. So you need to be on my podcast uh, uh, about. I don't, think if, I don't think he would like you as a guest. I'm pretty sure it would not air. I'm pretty sure it would not air. I got into an argument with a guy last week about crypto. He's like, how could crypto go? Argument. I don't know. Argument. <laughs> discussion. <laughs> He's like, how could crypto go wrong? I said, well, you don't know what the genesis of crypto was. The yeah. first crypto coin was created. How could it go wrong? That's what I said to him. How could it go right? Not how could it go wrong. How could it go right? I said the first, the genesis of crypto coin was so that people could exchange on Silk Road, which was a black website where you could buy and sell illegal substances, credit card numbers, all kinds of garbage, and they needed a currency in order to... That, it was called Silk Road? Silk that Road. That was the website? That's the website, Silk Road. And how do you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> because I watch an incredible amount of television. No. Anyway. I saw a documentary on it. All right. All right. Let's, uh, we better take calls because it's important that we do that. 833-99-WORTH is the number. Let's talk to Alexis in Florida. Alexis, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Um, to make a long story short. Thank you. Um, it's about time. You laid it up there I, for me. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I had to uh, leave my job unexpectedly, suddenly, due to medical reasons. And I'm waiting on either disability or a healing. <laughs> that would be fine, too. And need to access my equity in my home to live. Okay. And I'm running into issues because of the no income um, getting access to my equity. So my question is, do you know of any way to access the equity in my home without having an income stream? Yeah. How old are you? 59. So... And do you I mean, have any money in your 401ks or IRAs or any money in the bank? I took the money out of my 401k when I left the job because it was either roll it over or take it out. And I needed to live off of. So I have like about, I have, I have a little bit less, but not much. And are you on Social Security disability at this time? No, I've applied, but, you know. Are you, on any short, are you on any short-term plan through the state or through your employer? No, the short term I had, and that worked out just fine. And the long term, for some reason, same company, they denied the long term. So that's being taken up with a lawyer. And okay. I'm waiting on that. And now you're in a cash, now you're running out of cash and to bridge the gap between now and the time you'll get your long term disability and social security. You got it. And how much, yeah. how much is the home value? Um, it's worth about 325000 And what do you owe on it? One hundred and forty-nine. Here's the here's the cha- the problem you're running into, right? So th- there's already you've got a mortgage on it, one hundred and forty-nine thousand, right. and when you got that, they looked at it and said, "All right, can Alexis pay this thing back? Because we don't want the house, uh, <laughs> right? They don't want the house. Right. Um, they want the, mo- the the loan payback. So now you you want to get some some 
additional capital, like through a home equity line of credit or something like that. And the challenge is someone's going to look at it and say, wait a minute, there's already a bank in first position on this house. We're going to come in behind them. If Alexis doesn't pay her bills, the first house has the, the first mortgage has the ability to foreclose. We don't have the ability to, to foreclose. So when you talk about it's tapping the equity, it's not. And that's what the mortgage, that's what the marketing people tell you. Tap the, you're unleashing the equity in your house. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not really the truth. It's, it's having a loan that you pledge your home as collateral in the event that you can't repay the mortgage. So, right. So your, your long-term disability, how much would it pay you a month if you were to receive the long-term disability? Um, I don't know. I guess it would be the same as my social security benefits, I would guess. Okay. Well, it, it may or may not, right? So Maybe sometimes more. they they wrap with social security benefits, and sometimes you can't get the long term disability boy. until you get the social security benefits. So right. each one of them is written differently. Normally, if you can get social security benefits, you can get uh, long term disability. They won't fight you too much. And sometimes they say, "Okay, we're going to pay you three up to three thousand dollars a month, including your social security benefit." So the answer to this is. You need to have an attorney work on both your Social Security benefit and your disability claim all at the same time. Okay. Right? So go back to whatever attorney. How many months has it been that had you applied for the long-term disability that you would have received it? I've applied six months ago. Okay. And let's assume it's $2,000 a month. It's $12,000. Do you have any credit cards? I don't. You have no credit cards. Besides my, do you, you have a credit card? Do you, you have, have a credit card? Credit? You have access to credit. Not not do you have credit card debt, but do you have credit cards? Um, small things like care credits and little cards like that. But I don't have a major big credit card like with the twenty five thousand line of credit. Do, are know? people sending you uh, applications for credit cards? Not for large amounts. Uh, like for like maybe $2,000. Yeah, no, that's what you need. So that's what you need. Because you're so, going to need to keep making your mortgage payment. You need to right? keep making your mortgage payment. Right, And right. if we can get to 62, you're, you're probably a good candidate for a reverse mortgage on this to pay that's, your mortgage off. That's right. That's right. So you want to do everything in your power to keep this mortgage up to date. Um, so y- you need to lean on your attorneys fast. Like, I need help. I need help. And unfortunately, you're going to end up going to a lender of last resort. And you might find somebody willing to um, be a second on this house at the right interest rate. It's not your typical lender, though. Yeah. Right? I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, course. yeah. of course you are. <laughs> you don't you have, have a lot of options. You don't have a, so it's like we're, we're talking, we're, we're in the predatory neighborhood now, right? Uh, seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you had a relative that could lend you the money... Uh, that's what that's the direction you want to go. Otherwise, you put it on credit cards. You do these quick loans. You do whatever you can in order to get to either age sixty-two, and or sell the house, or sell the house. You don't want to go in default on the house. That's right. Or sell the home, and you don't want to have a fire sale on the house. Either. That's right. So yeah, I know that's not what she wants to do. Yeah, you know she was my sister, and I'd actually lend her the money, um, but. If I didn't have the money, I would probably either say sell the house and. Now you say if it was your sister, you might. You, you don't know the whole story. You know this 
That's a, that's a right. There you go. We are in Dallas, Texas, talking with John. John, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, good uh, afternoon down here. Uh, maybe some, I guess it's morning, probably where you are. Anyway, uh, just a quick question. You may have already covered this. With this situation we're in right now with the high inflation, high interest rates for the foreseeable future, what kind of, which direction do you think the portfolio is going? What kind of investments are we getting into? Well, what, um, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Um, other than I don't know, I mean, we've made tweaks to our investment management, but we've clearly not have said, like, I don't know where inflation's going. All I know where it is today. So, but so, are you asking what is going to perform the, in our opinion, what's going to perform the best if we continue down the same road? Yes, it's those it's those industries that can pass along the inflationary cost to their customers because. Their demand for their product is very inelastic. They don't. There's not a lot of other options. Yeah, but in saying that, right? Uh, consume when you look at uh, uh, consumer goods. Rice is expensive. I can buy wheat. Wheat's expensive. I can buy rice. Right. Right. I mean, the very bottom things. P- pork. Pork is expensive. I buy chicken. Chicken. Actually, in fact, some of the the discount stores have said, "Look, they're the the live pro- protein." Animal-based protein has fallen off significantly in terms of sales, and it has moved to plant-based protein, beans, that sort of thing is actually picked up in sales. Um, but if you own the thing that causes the thing, that participates in the thing, then you'll have a protection That's against right. the thing, right? So equities <laughs> – I mean you don't get higher prices unless producers – Raise the prices, and right? and which is what you're seeing right now. Oil companies like unbelievable profits, right? And so, if you think oil prices are going right. to continue so to go up, then buy oil. Right. So oil, oil is a good thing to be in. Obviously, we're well, in Dallas, well, Texas. Well, not just, well no, no, it, not just gasoline. It's all the other products. Understand, oil was a good thing to be in. Was it doesn't mean it will be a good thing to be in in the future. But if you believe oil prices will continue to rise, then boy, then buy oil stocks, right? If you believe that, well, that's based upon an investment and management approach that you're going to go on your intuition and what you think may or may not happen in the future. That's what I just said. If he believes, I understand that. That's correct. Correct. But that's not how you invest. No, absolutely nor how would not. you invest your clients invest. That's correct. Okay, so how? how so I think his question, well. He, the question was how. What are we doing? Was that what the question was? Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty yeah. Okay, so idea. What I like here's basic premise. I don't believe I can predict the future. I don't believe anyone can predict the future. You flip on CNBC or Fox Business or whatever, and you watch all the talking heads. They're going to be all over the map. One out of a hundred is going to be right. And it's probably just a random sample. It's just random, right? Um, so the challenge with building a portfolio based on what you believe may or may not happen in the future is what if you are wrong? What if you build right. a portfolio That's all designed on rising inflation because you believe inflation is going to go to 11, 12, 14% and suddenly we find ourselves inflation at 6, 4, 3%, which could very well happen. In a relatively short period of time. 
Right. Right. Okay. So All of a sudden, the yeah. Only, so I mean, so diversify. That's why. Well, that's why it's boring, right? It's a, not an exciting answer, and the reason you don't hear a lot of like the majority of, of financial advisors, the majority of retirees take a much more diversified, long-term approach to their portfolio. But the news, you, if you listen to the news cycle, it certainly wouldn't sound that way because, look, no one's going to want to – the news people are not going to have you on as a financial advisor if you give the same old story of don't predict the markets, why don't you invest for all the different cycles. That's boring. No one wants to listen to that. So they find the guy or the gal or whatever has got these, gra- these grandiose ideas and, oh, here's what's going to happen. Oh, man, like, this guy is – crazy it's a lot of people are going to tune in their their job is to their, their job is to deliver an audience that's the their job is not to uh make sure you're a good investor they don't care i mean that's it's amazing we have an audience at all you and i with our podcast because our investment <laughs> advice is boring as heck <laughs> which is why sometimes we talk about other issues like our families and all that right? stuff because we're like look talking about these investment <laughs> portfolios is like watching paint dry but really, a good portfolio is the one that will get you through every Whatever market. cycle. The things that you're not expecting. Right. And so we have not changed our investment philosophy. We've tweaked around the edges with our fixed income. It's all based upon risk and return issues. Yeah. And, and, and at some point in time, we, when the markets were lower, we increased our equity exposure, right? Because the further markets, the equity markets fall, the more attractive they actually become. Not the least attractive, not, not, not less attractive. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't make any, if you have a well-diversified balanced portfolio going into this, I wouldn't, you know, tweak it around the edges, maybe shorten the bond maturities a little bit. Or lengthen them a little bit. Yeah, depending <laughs> on where you're at. <laughs> or you depend what you think is going to happen. Or where you're at. So anyway, appreciate <laughs> yeah, the call. Thanks, John. And it's, it, it's pretty normal, right, to have these kind of, what should I be investing in right now? Yeah. If we Look, if investment advisors can figure out where you should be investing right now, you would have one position in your portfolio. And they would just move it periodically. It's in this particular company, it's in this particular bond. Well, if an investment advisor actually was able to do that, they wouldn't really have any clients now, would they? No. <laughs> it would attract so much capital that they wouldn't... They, well, they, they would move the entire markets. Yes. <laughs> just by the people following them. Well, that's all the time we got for you this week. Hope you've enjoyed the program. Glad you are a listener. If you like this, let some of your friends know. Forward this on to a friend or two. Or if you didn't like this program. Some resonate, some don't. I shared it with both my friends. This show. Both of them. Nice. And if you like it, share it. And if you would do us the the kind favor, uh, review it. If you want to, we would appreciate it. We're trying to get our rankings up. Um, as our marketing people have told us that at some point in time we will hit the tipping point. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.